This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Buckeye Preacher, also known as G. Scott Sr. He is a fantastic guest on the show, and we are thrilled to have him back. Mr. Scott, thank you so much for your time, and great to talk to you. Real quick, it's like 95 degrees here in Columbus, Ohio, has been for a while, but I hear it's like, compared to Seattle, it's like cool here. It's like over 100 degrees. What is going on here? And it was blazing out here. I'm talking, and you got to understand, here in the Pacific Northwest, air conditioner is not a thing. I like to give you numbers. 31% of homes here in the Seattle area have air conditioned. So that ought to let you know at 100 plus degrees, it is crazy, right? So it's rough. It was rough out here. Now, yes, there's some AC in my house. I don't like to tell too many people, but I did have some AC, but it was brutal. The biggest thing is, uh, Dave, um, I don't like it because uh, a lot of senior centers have AC in the common areas. Some of these places don't have AC in their rooms. This is tough on our elderly population. It's tough on people that are asthmatic. And I wish to never have this again, man. It was it was rough. It was extreme. But uh, we've got cooler weather now, if you will. We're down to 90. So that helps, man. So I'm glad to be past it. Okay, good. Now you guys are a little bit below us now. It's, we're, we're only 95 here in Columbus. All right. So obviously the big story of the week, name, image, and likeness. It is finally official here in the state of Ohio. Um, we'll get to the interesting part about the politics and how, how important football is to in the state of Ohio, which I love here in a second. But just – and we're going to get to – we have a ton of questions from Bucknut subscribers that we're going to get to, and a lot of them want to know about name, image, and likeness. But, gee, I just sure. want to get your overall thoughts on name, image, and likeness – you know, I, I don't even know what to expect. I know it's going to be crazy. and I'm, I'm extremely intrigued. Just your overall thoughts on name, image, and likeness coming to college football. Well, it needed to happen. It has to happen, right? Uh, you can't stop change. The truth never expires. And this is an opportunity for the NCAA to work towards getting things the right way. Like everything, Dave and Buck Nutters out there, there's always some weirdness at the beginning of change, Right. When you start a relationship and it's time to move in with your significant other, you have to learn some things in the beginning. You're excited. You're intrigued. But you know there's going to be some bumpy things along the way. Like, hey, never knew you left your toilet seat up. Hey, why are those socks right there? Hey, there's toothpaste in the sink. So all of these new things we're excited about, 
but there's some little bit of nerves, if you will. But as far as it happening, I, I, I'm excited that it's happening. I think that it's good news that it's happening. And now we wait, right? We wait for the details. We wait for what this means. And I hope, I know that Coach Ryan Day and the Buckeye staff has been out front on this, have been having conversations with the team on this. Nobody's shocked. It's Ryan Day. That's just kind of how they do things. They have been doing an excellent job on this. But what really stands out and what's really important is this. There needs to be continued conversations about this, right? It's no different than when our children, when they go off to college for the first time, or they go to high school for the first time, or they're driving for the first time as family members, you have to continue to, Dave, to have these conversations with them and let them know. So I don't know what the money's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be an extra $20 a month, an extra $500 a month. I don't know what that's going to mean. But I do know this. I know that sometimes whenever there's extra, whenever there's extra, like for me, when there's extra food, I don't never do a good thing with it because I always eat it all. Sometimes extra can be a little bit of a problem. So that's gonna be the tough part is managing that extra, managing the expectations behind it. So um, I'm very comfortable with the way the Buckeyes are doing things. I'm very excited, but like moving in together, we wait, we wait for the details and we see what happens. You never know until you actually move in with somebody. You never know, you never, you never know. And we're not gonna hey, know until we, you, we move in with name, image and likeness. Go hey, ahead. Dave, I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't know I was going to go there with it, did you? Well, you know, you're going to keep me on my toes. I I know that's going to happen. I don't know exactly how you're going to do it, but I know I got to stay on my toes. That's, <laughs> that's why you're so good at this. So before we move on to like user questions, listener questions. Yeah. So I'm yeah. watching the presser on Monday, G, and like the thing that jumps out at me, and it was no surprise. I mean, I'm I'm a, a boy from Ohio, lived here my whole life, and a Buckeye fan since I can remember. So I know the importance of football in Ohio, not just Ohio State football, but even the Browns are good now. But even when the Browns are terrible, people are obsessed with the Browns. The Bengals have loyal fans, even though the Bengals have been bad. But Ohio State football rules the state. So I know how important football is here. It still struck me watching the presser with Mike DeWine, Cardale Jones, the senator from Miamisburg who's doing God's work. God bless him for what he's doing out there. Um, you know, everybody else that spoke, you know, the lieutenant governor, how important football is here. Everybody's coming together. I just, I love it. It, it. Even though I know how important it is, it just struck me how, you know, politics get in the way of so many things as we know. This is one time where politics said, you know, we're going to take this and we're going to take care of this problem. And it worked out great for the Buckeyes and everybody else in the state of Ohio. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, the state of Ohio, when it comes to their football, and the reason why I had to make it important on their football, Cleveland Browns, that could be your football. The Buckeyes, that could be your football. Uh, baseball, or in your case, maybe the Bengals, that could be your football. People Un in Unfortunately, Ohio, the Bengals, yes. But, 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 he but here's the thing, though. Even though the Bengals have if you will, haven't been doing as great as you would like, you're still a fan through and through, no matter what. And so when you see um, former players up there, up there with the governor to talk about the name image likeness of what's going on in Ohio, it just re-cements like, yeah, we understand why Buckeye football is so important in this state. Look, man, I'm from the Midwest. 
I know what to expect when it comes to Ohio. So when I sent my son out there, people always says, are you sure you want to send your son out to Ohio? And I, I almost want to say back to them, are you sure you want to move away from your two mile radius that you've ever been in your entire life <laughs> to get to be able to gain a perspective of the world? Sometimes you have to get outside of your bubble, if you will. My son has been in Ohio now going on a year and a half, almost two years. My son has been home two times, two times. And I want it that way. It's because I want him to be there, to take in the culture, to take in Columbus, to take it all in. Let's be real. He only spends a small amount of time on the football field at the shoe. The majority of this time is going to be around the community. It's going to be with his teammates, his peers, uh, other students at the university. So to see everybody come together at that press conference, man, <laughs> If you're a Buckeye fan, what else do you need? And by the way, there's some Bucknutters right now that are listening to this that are in other states. And you guys see how other fan bases are and how fickle they might be and how they are willing to just walk away at the matter. When it comes to the Buckeyes, don't get me wrong. I've seen the Buckeyes win a game and you get on uh, uh, Bucknutters and you feel like they lost. But that's the passion, baby. Yep. That's the passion. <laughs> that's right. I wasn't a John Cooper fan, but he did have one. He had some lines that I liked. You know, he had a lot of them that we like to say Cooperisms. Like if a dog's gonna bite, he'll bite as a pup. They want to gamble, but they want to gamble with my chips. So I wasn't a Cooper fan, but you know, he had, he had some good ones. He did have some good ones, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, and he was another one. My point is another Cooperism that I loved was he would say, um, "They're with us when." or tie because back then you could actually have ties he wouldn't say win or lose the fans are with us win or tie is what he used to say all right let's get to uh questions from buck nutters let's start with bucks fan 1978 he wants to know how it feels or how junior how g jr is feeling his transition to tight end how is it going how is he feeling physically with the added weight basically just how is the transition to tight end going for g scott jr he absolutely loves uh, the tight end room, uh, loves everything about uh, the challenge of learning a new position, the challenge of being physically ready, the challenge of just Buckeye football. Um, the leader, uh, Ruck, as you guys know, is a phenomenal leader of that room. He's not just an excellent player on the field. He's an excellent example in that room. And see, there's a big key to that, right? Like when you start talking about rooms, the tight end room, they, I mean, it's solid. Of course, the wide receiver room is solid, the tight end room. So this is a new room for him. And it's more of a blue collar room, right? It's more of your lunch pail, bring it to work. Let's get busy. He has a great relationship with all the tight ends in there. Kate Stover is an excellent example of a hard worker. Bring your lunch pail to work. So to answer your question, he's absolutely loving it, and he absolutely loves Kevin Wilson. Coach Wilson has been phenomenal for him, pushes him. Kevin Wilson plays no games at all, uh, absolutely loves him. Next question, next question is from Halo 2. This is one I know you said on the board that you were uh, looking forward to answering, Mr. Scott. Halo 2 asks, Gee, in your educated opinion, how much of a factor is travel in recruiting? He has more to his question, but that's that's the question. 
how much of a factor is travel when it comes to recruiting? Well, um, it does factor in a lot, right? Um, when you, I'm going to answer this from a parent's perspective. Let's just take recruit and football out of it. Just from a parent perspective, when our children go off to school or go off anywhere, sometimes there's a hesitation for our children to be far away. Sometimes people are okay with it. Some people aren't. Some people want to be able to go and see their child right away. If you would have told me that a global pandemic would happen and there was a good chance of it happening, would I send my son to uh, Columbus? The answer would have been no. It absolutely would not have. Last year during the pandemic, um, uh, when my son was away, he, when he had to go into quarantine because he had COVID during Thanksgiving was probably one of the hardest times of my life, right? Like imagine your son or your daughter is tucked away, isolated on Thanksgiving. I don't wish that feeling on no parent. Am I grateful for him being with the Buckeyes during that time? Well, yeah, but he's still in the hotel by, him, by himself. So the answer is, is absolutely it can be uh, kind of an obstacle, but the more solid the program, the easier it is for a parent to say, yeah, go ahead and let my son or daughter go and be at that place. So as far as for me, as far as my my kid making the 2000 mile trek to come and be a Buckeye, greatest decision he's ever made. I love it. I love the insights. I love the honesty. It's fantastic stuff. Next question comes from Rusty Buck. He wants to know, gee, what is your son planning for name, image, and likeness? And along the same lines, what are his friends planning on doing? Might be a little early to answer this question, but uh, if you can give it a shot, go ahead, please. Well, the, the, the biggest thing is, is uh, most he and his friends are waiting for the details, right? Like, what does this look like? What's the fine print? on this right and and as far as my son specifically i can't really speak for other people's kids and if i could i still wouldn't anyways but uh, <laughs> but uh, i'll speak for my son and what he's looking for is he's just looking for an opportunity to see what this is about this is an opportunity to give him uh, a understanding about how life in general is going to be i mean let's be real most kids 18 and over have the opportunity to make unlimited money. They have the opportunity to make as much money as possible. So this is a chance for him to understand. And I'll answer and I'll add this, even though you haven't asked me this, and even though this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, here's where I'm at with it. If they said to me, how would you like to compensate these athletes? I would say this, I would say, of their money, 25% of the money that they make during the name image likeness, they keep. They, 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 they can have it right to their uh, pleasure. But the 75% of it goes into a fund that, that not, not for them, that is actually tied to them. They have that money, right? And then when they're out of college or maybe 25 years old, that money is freed up to them. And see, that way, 
they have something to really fall, truly fall back on. And for those that have saved money before, you know that feeling when you say, whoa, I'm, I didn't like doing it, but I'm glad that I did. I just wish that these athletes could really take advantage of this. And I know this people saying, no, you shouldn't be able to control it. And that's fine. No problem. But I'm just saying, if it was me, 25% the, the athletes keep, the other 75% goes into a savings for them. They get that money when they're done with college. Now, you're calling it an unpopular opinion. I, I imagine a lot of our listeners are going to be like nodding their head as they listen to what you just said. And so elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, I tend to think it might be a popular opinion, maybe not with the players, but I think most fans will be like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. Sounds responsible. Well, you know, how about this, Dave? Cars. Cars. Sometimes it bothers me. Again, I'm getting older, so I don't want to be the get off my lawn person. But it really bothers me that the speedometer says, and they even make cars that go 125 miles per hour, over 100 miles per hour. Because if you can go 100 and something miles per hour, sometimes when you're younger, and I've been there before, you tend to speed and you try to go because you can. You have the opportunity to go that fast. Now, as we age and get older, we start to better understand that it's not a good idea to go that fast because we can harm not just ourselves, but other people. Well, when you start talking about money and that fast, and as someone who has been around the NFL for 18 years, I've seen what money fast can do to families. I've seen what it can do to a young man and his talent has nothing to do with on the field. It has everything to do with off the field. So my analogy and what I'm trying to say, Dave, is, is when you start talking about that fast car or that right away money, some people aren't able to say, hey, I can go that fast, but I'm not going to go that fast because I want to make sure I am being careful. So that's what I mean by saying I wish they can get 25% and 75% later. Now, the last point that I'll make to that is this. Most of these college coaches, they recruit. Most of these college coaches, maybe they've played. Maybe they played in college. Maybe they've coached in college for a while. Maybe they've uh, played in the pros. But I'm going to tell you what they have never done yet. They've never coached kids that are making money at the same time unless they make they did it in the pros. So this is not just going to be different for the kid. It's going to be different for the coach. It's going to be different for your teammates. Now, so for an example, let's say, Dave, you and I, we're working hard, right? And all of a sudden, I know that you have a deal, and I don't. But I know that I work harder than you, and you're getting this stuff. So now all of a sudden, I'm looking at my own teammate. I'm not saying this is going to happen here. I'm saying that this is the potential to happen all throughout the country. I told you guys earlier, when you move in, there's some things you start to find out, and you can't find out until you move in together. So back to what I'm saying, in this case, when you start talking about pocket watching, counting other people's money, having opinions about somebody based on what they have, those things can become a problem. So again, I'm not on the negative Nancy side of things, 
no disrespect to Nancy. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or negative, but I'm also a realist and I'm sharing with you how I talk to G Jr. Literally, these, how I'm talking to you now is how I talk to my son. Not once a week, every day. Repetition, repetition. I have to talk about this because I don't want him to see a situation that's new and be shocked by it, right? And there's going to be things that I haven't even covered yet because I don't know that they exist. Just because I've been around the NFL for 18 years, guess how many times I've been around a college university that is now being able to receive name, image, likeness? Zero. And guess how many coaches probably have coached that? Zero. So we are entering into a brace yourself territory. Yeah, wild, wild west. I know it's overplayed, but um, we were joking about that on this show that I uh, co-hosted uh, last Friday. Every time they said wild, wild west, refer to name, image, and likeness, they'd play the Will Smith song, wild, wild west. Whether it was a caller, whether it was one of the co-hosts, I did it just for the heck of it, just so they'd play the song. Um, but uh, all right, so we're going to get to more name, image, and likeness questions later, my friend. We're going to take a break from that right now. Dominus has a question. Since G lives in Pac-12 country, what are his impressions of Pac-12 football? What do you think, sir? Um, I used to love Pac-12 football. As a matter of fact, I still kind of like Pac-12 football. The problem with Pac-12 football is how it's been set up and designed. Let's be real. And the first time, and one of the times I really got the effects of that when I was out there in 2019 for G Jr.'s official visit, and we had gone to the games and all this kind of stuff. And then it was like 10 o'clock, 10 15, and the game was getting ready to start. How unfair is that to the Pac 12, right? That their football doesn't start until 10 o'clock at night. So, truth of the matter is, they're losing a lot of interest. There's some good players on the West Coast. There's a lot of good players that come out of the Pac-12. You mean to tell me California isn't laced with talent? You mean to tell me Arizona isn't laced with talent? The West Coast is full of talent. The Pac-12's biggest problem was the Pac-12. And they were in the way. It was the commissioner that was in their way. It was these bad deals that was in the way. Like, there is not an interest for football because, let's be real, we, we are in fast times. We got social media. We got things to do. 10 o'clock at night for a main game. So, going forward, I like Pac-12 football. I think, um, think Pac-12 football has hurt by its schedule. I think it was really hurt. And it's kind of been a lot of talent has been leaving the West Coast. But, you know, like like all things, I'm sure at some point uh, it'll kind of fix itself. It'll correct and come back. I think one last thing is crazy, right? Like in order for Pac-12 football to really – and I, I don't make the rules here, but it almost feels like in order for the Pac-12 to really be relevant in the country, is it me or does it feel like USC football has to be good? Yeah, I was going to say two things. USC kind of feels like it has to be good. It can't be what it has been. It has to be at least good, if not great. And Ohio State needs to stop going out there and stealing the best players from Washington. Oh, is that a little segue here? You're ready for a really creative question from a Bucknutter? This is great. This is from I Cage was wondering. Buckeye 614. You ready for this? 
is jt this is i just love you got to be able to ask creative questions especially in what i do so i appreciate this okay (laughs) here we go from caged buckeye 614 the question of the day is jtt's family planning on traveling with you to games this season mr scott man i have no (laughs) idea that is the million dollar question. Um, I know, I know that there are people listening right now and they're probably saying, Oh, G Scott senior probably has all the answers for the JTT. What's going on? Where's he going to go? Let me answer this. Number one, I have not talked to the family in a, in a while. And that's on purpose. Um, I think that this is a very serious time for them as they get ready to make their decision on where they go. Number two, I don't, yes, do I want them to be Buckeyes? Absolutely. And I'll get to that. And I'll get to that in a second. I'll, I'll get to that last on why I want them to be Buckeyes. But yes, I want them to be Buckeyes. But wherever they go, they're going to be my people forever. I remember when JT was a freshman, his second game, his second game of his football playing career he and my son's team were, were they were down southern washington they were playing a team and uh at halftime at halftime i get on the phone i'm heading towards the concession stands i call brandon huffman at halftime and i said hey huff i call him huff i said hey huff write this down does jt to him allow He's going to be the number one player in the country. And he says, gee, you don't never say that. I said, write this down. He's going to be the number one player in the country. Trust me. And then JT's dad was standing right there just as I was walking up. And I said to JT's dad, said to Pons, I said, hey, Pons, just so you know, I just made a phone call. Your son's going to be the top player in the country. I'm, I'm telling you, I know what I see. So I'm saying that to say, that I've been knowing this family since JT was third, fourth grade. They're an amazing family. They're an amazing people. No matter where they choose to go to school, I believe that A, that university is going to be so happy to have them. That fan base is going to be so happy to have them. And more importantly, um, JT is going to be a phenomenal player at the next level. Now, here's the last part of what I want to say. As far as do I think that JT should be a Buckeye? Absolutely. 100% would want him to be a Buckeye. And I have so many reasons as to why. But let's get away from Larry Johnson, the same guy that has developed many players. I don't have to tell you. You guys know better than me. Started going all the way back to Penn State, all of that. I'm going to say because I believe in Coach Ryan Day and the Buckeye staff, the culture, Buckeye Nation, the off the field, the everything, the development. I talked about this on Twitter the other day, Brother Dave. The development at The Ohio State is unmatched. When I say unmatched, it's unmatched, and here's the difference. This This program is led with love. Gone are the days of screaming at you. You need to do it right. 
No, you need to do it right because you got to play for your brother next to you. That's number one. Number two, nobody gets on you tougher than your peers with the Buckeyes. That's who gets on you. So when I talk about development, when you talk about wanting to do things, I'm talking about that. When I talk to my son, my son's only been there a year and a half. And when I talk to other players, you can hear the maturation. You can hear the way they talk. It's like, wait a minute. You don't even talk the same. I'm not talking about what Mick does to your body. Right. I'm not talking about how fast you are because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell, tell you guys a secret. All of these folks that get on there and tell you who's a four star and five star and who runs a 40 and who's strong. Let me tell you something. All that stuff don't matter if the player gets to the school and don't want to do nothing. That None of that matters if the kid doesn't have the want to, right? The four, I've never seen somebody, hey, man, how come that kid made it to school? Oh, because he had a fast 40. Never. <laughs> hey, how come that kid didn't make it at that school? Oh, man, because of the stars. Man, all that star stuff, all that 40 times and all that, man, that's all for, man, it all comes down to the want to inside and the development. So when I talk about the Buckeyes, and I almost can get emotional talking about this, is because my connection or our connection, other parents that are Buckeyes, we just went through something that was crucial. We just went through a global pandemic together. We went through uncertain times, not knowing what tomorrow holds. But there was only one thing that stayed consistent was our son's ability to share with us that they are going to be okay. Our son's ability to go out there and do the best that they can, no matter what tomorrow looked like. And did they, did they come up short? Sure. They did not win the national championship. I'm sure they wanted to. I'm sure all of us wanted them to win a national championship. But damn it, they was there. They was right there. So there's my pitch. I think that <laughs> there's the Buckeyes. I'm all for all kids coming to be a Buckeye, baby. And beating the brakes off of Clemson made the season. I mean, it just did. I mean, Alabama, they were a juggernaut, and Ohio State was it. I mean, you know, pick pick your number. Uh, Two-thirds strength. I mean, whatever. It, winning the Big Ten Championship and just not just beating Clemson, but just crushing them made the season. All right, let's get to a couple more questions. We'll get you out of here, sir. Um, OSU fan 2015. Another name, image, and likeness question. Can you share what opportunities are available for your son and his teammates to actually receive benefits for name, image, and likeness? So kind of just a, you know, kind of a, a branch of a question that you were asked earlier, but maybe kind of elaborate on what opportunities you think might be available. Again, it's, it's so early, we might not know, but um, tackle that one if you don't mind. Well, I, I, look, I, I do know that Ohio State, I can't remember the name. Uh, I know Ohio State has someone that they're working with so that the athletes can have an opportunity to work through. But I'd be lying if I, if I could tell you anything past that, right? Uh, the, like I said, the details aren't really there. Um, and as they're starting to come in and like, hey, July 1st is tomorrow, baby. Am I, I right? Know. Right. I July mean... 1st is, is tomorrow. So I believe that over the next week, we're going to be kind of finding out stuff, number one. But number two, um, as things start to come in. Now, I, I want to just say this one last thing. 
Here's what I wish. A lot of times you don't get what you wish for, Dave. Here's what I wish. I really wish this was done earlier. And the reason why is because, look, I'm sitting here telling you that I don't know. You don't know. Not a lot of people know. We don't know what the details look like. But I'll tell you what I don't want. I don't want to be talking about this first week of fall camp. I don't want, you see what I'm saying? Like some of this stuff should have happened in January after the national championship game made it happen. So then we can have an entire off season to go through this. I don't want guys' minds thinking about this stuff during this time. And, and I, you guys, I know some people are like, oh, this G is sure is. I'm not ne- But it's just that. Did I, did I cut out a little bit? You're good, man. Just for a second. Oh, okay. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I, I just don't want – well, here's the good news. The good news is there's going to be other teams talking about it too during the month of July, I guess, right? That's right. <laughs> Everybody's in the same – I'm glad we're in the same boat. My gosh, could you imagine if uh, Ohio didn't have this, if these politicians didn't step up again? It's, it's crazy to actually uh, praise politicians, but uh, they stepped up and got it done. The great state of Ohio, we love our football, but can you imagine, man, if uh, they had this in Florida and a lot of these other southern states and – we didn't have it here in Ohio. My God, Ryan Day and Mark Pantone would be pulling their hair out. All right, I said right. just a couple more. Let's get to let's get to two more because I know you want to answer. Yeah, come on, come on. Let's get, I, you know, let's, let's get go, to let's two go. more. Two more. Pula yeah. eighty six. I know you want to answer this one. Longtime subscriber Pula eighty six. He says, "Gee, I'd love to hear if you have any insight into coaches that are misunderstood or something that surprised you about them versus their public reputation." This is risky, right here. <laughs> this is really risky, and but at the same time, you know what I do for a living, so I I don't know how to not tell the truth. So I'll take this time to talk about Kevin Wilson. Is that fair? <laughs> I think that Kevin Wilson is someone that that you know you, you see him on social media, doesn't really say much, kind of keeps it simple, and I got to tell you. I think that, uh, and even my son is the one who told me, I think perception-wise, I mean, how often, let's be real, how often are people like on social media praising and going crazy and talking about Kevin Wilson? They really aren't. I don't really see it that much. I mean, he's consistent. But I think I'll say that I misjudged him. I misjudged. I think our family misjudged. Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson is the truth. He's a tough dude. Don't play. Kevin Wilson is that teacher in high school that everybody says, oh, oh, you got that class? Oh, you better drop it. Oh, no, no, no. They, man, uh-uh. Because that teacher makes you accountable. You can't be late. You got to do your homework. They got tests. They got all these things. But then when you get older and you're talking to your kids and people say, who was your favorite teacher growing up? You're like, you're telling about that teacher that all your friends told you to drop that class. That's Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson is that teacher. I love that example. I, I It reminds me of I had a baseball coach in ninth grade who was such a hard ass. And it, every baseball coach I had before that was like, you know, dad's could have been my dad. And all of a sudden, ninth grade, we get this baseball coach who was a hard ass best thing that ever happened for me I didn't know at the time and uh but he was such a hard ass he got promoted to JV coach 
And I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to make varsity as a sophomore. And I almost didn't go out for baseball because I didn't want to play for this guy again. Went out again, played for him. Again, best thing that ever happened for me. He toughened me up and you just never know. You never know. So I love the Kevin Wilson example. Love that. Because he does. He's got he's got that hard ass reputation. Everything happened at Indiana. He has been excellent at Ohio State. What's funny, man, is too, just to go off, go off on a little tangent here, Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson were hired at the exact same time. Urban brought them in right after the 2016 season. Ohio State was embarrassed in the playoffs. They lost 31 to nothing to Clemson, the 2016 semifinals and he brought in Ryan Day as quarterbacks coach co-offensive coordinator and brought in Kevin Wilson as offensive coordinator everybody was so excited about Kevin Wilson they were like oh this Ryan Day guy seems like he's got a good resume too it's crazy what's what's happened since then I mean Ryan Day is just you know shot to the moon but Kevin Wilson I'm so glad you said that because he deserves all the respect he gets too all right final thing for Mr. G Scott Sr. aka the Buckeye Preacher I love that nickname by the way all right, this comes from Spin Doctor, another one of our longtime subscribers. Gee, saving for the show. Well, I guess I didn't need to say that one. He just wants to know, basically, you said recently on Twitter and on Bucknuts that you feel like the development at Ohio State is, quote, unmatched, both physically and mentally. Would you please elaborate on that and provide a couple examples of that? Um, so when my son... Um, was headed out there. I used to tell my son, you need to be a pro. You need to do all this. You need to do all that. And, and I think that when my son first got to Ohio, I think he just wanted to just do what he had to do just to keep going. Right. And now I find when I'm talking to him on the phone, the things he says, the things he does, is just crazy. Right. And this is not, by the way, this isn't just special to my son. Like, this is this is what Buckeyes do, right? So I don't want anybody to think this is special because I'm just giving an example. So every single night, my son is in his place by, by 10 o'clock, 9, 10 o'clock, because he wants to get his sleep because he wants to get the best out of the next day. Number two, um, he now does this thing where he goes and gets treatment before every single practice just to kind of, you know, feel good, right. To kind of get his body warmed up and all of those things. And the last part is, and then I think this is the most important part. It's what everybody's doing, right? Like with the Buckeyes, everybody is on that. Everybody is trying to work the best they can win football games, and hopefully maybe one day go to the NFL. And if the goal isn't to go to the NFL, then some of these guys want to be the best at what they want to do in their careers, as we all saw the job fair that the Buckeyes just had recently, which is incredible. There's so many examples that I don't want to bore anybody when I say unmatched. It is unmatched in how they're doing things. And I think uh, attitude reflects leadership. I stole that for remember the Titans, but anyways, um, attitude reflects leadership. And when you see the leadership that is happening, everybody is all on one page. And one of the things that I've seen with other universities, I've seen where that's not that, where you have coaches under the head coach trying to do their own thing, giving, saying a different message, 
But the Buckeyes right now, man, they all on one accord. They're all on one beat. They beat to one drum, and that just goes through all the way. And that's why you're starting to see the success in the recruiting part of things. I think that families across the country are coming there, and they're seeing real. They're not seeing any, hey, you come here, you can do this. You come here, you can do that, right? And, and, and it it's almost goes back to early in the year when I saw people saying, oh, I bet you that G Jr. is going to jump into the transfer portal. Hmm. Well, why, why would he do that, right? Like, and why would he jump into the transfer portal? Because he didn't play as much as he should have? Or, or, or much as he thought he should have, or as much as he wanted to. Like, no, I think my son played exactly the amount of time that the coaches wanted him to. And so when people are asking me, what do I expect for my son this year? I expect for the coaches to play him the same amount of time that they expect out of him, right? Like, it's not any fortune cookies. Like, oh, I want my son to go out there and get 10 touchdowns. Sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for. That fast car we talked about earlier in the show. Sometimes you don't want to be getting those things fast. So all of those guys, including my son, Dave, I think that they're on track to do what they are supposed to do for this team. And they have to trust in that. And that's what you have to do. When you start wanting to do things on your own, all you parents out there, I'm talking to you. What happens when your kids want to do things on their own? And they want to try to do it themselves. And then they usually come back to mom and dad and say, okay, you're right. I need your help. How about we skip that step and you just listen to us in the first place? I think that's what Buckeye football players, they do a good job in doing. They follow, they trust the recipe for those that came before them. There's been some successful Buckeyes. Am I right? As a matter of fact, the Buckeye program, how's it been the last 10 years? Pretty good? Yeah. Go ahead and trust that. G. Scott Sr., a.k.a. the Buckeye Preacher, you come strong as always. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. I appreciate it very much. Let's do it again. Yes, sir. Thanks again to G. Scott Sr. Thanks to all the listeners out there. We appreciate that very much. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.